You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page patreon.com slash raise unfiltered well ulysses it is our last our very last show of the year not in history hopefully of the year and today to send off 2020 in the best way we can another final ramblin raise segment where we bring on a dedicated guest listener and i think it's safe and saying also a friend of ours in one rainy rodriguez and and you know what this, Hello, this guys. is for, thank you so much for coming rainy uh this is this of is course. like christmas coming early for for locked on race for me and kevin so thank you so much for taking the time to hop <laughs> on and, and share some race talk with us anytime it, it, i'm looking i'm looking forward to it you know, it would be nice if we could all record in the same room together, but because of COVID and quarantine and the fact that I'm in Cape Coral and you guys are in the Tampa Bay area, yes. uh, that was not about to happen, but the show will have, go on. And I yeah, have a feeling ahead. I have a feeling that when Ulysses was telling you, Oh, we're all gonna record in the same room, Kevin, you're like, I don't want to record Rini in the room. He's gonna drive me nuts. So <laughs> Yeah, well, you did here. You, That's why you, you went down the Cape Girl. You have been coming from L.A., so, you know, <laughs> yes, just yeah, trying to, to be safe from that, that perspective. You have, like <laughs> a, a fellow Ramblin' Rays cohort, Ben Rosa, have a L.A., Tampa, Tampa, L.A. connection. As Rini, you came in from L.A. just recently, like a week or so ago, correct? Right. Yeah, actually, uh, this past Friday, uh, I came in um, for the holidays. Um, you know, just to set up for the audience, too, I was born and raised in Tampa. Um, I'm a lifelong campaign. And of course, you know, sometimes you have to move where the work is. And uh, Los Angeles calling. And uh, I've been nervous. Good to see friends, family. I know it's been a weird year for everyone. So I'm hoping to see some people in some sort of fashion, either six feet apart or six inches apart, wherever <laughs> I can take. So while I'm here, but uh, yeah. Okay. Being, you know, being in Tampa again, mm-hmm. just for a little bit, and you were previously in LA through most of this COVID stuff. Is it like yeah. night and day, the communities as it, far as what you it, can do? And is this like the wild, yes. wild west compared to LA? <laughs> it is It is certainly the wild, wild west. And, uh, you know, I have been getting strange looks since I've been home when I had my mask on while running on the beach. People have been looking at me and some, like I am some sort of mutant coming from another planet. 
uh, you know, even though I'm outside, I still want to be safe. Um, but at the same time, I have been going out to eat, and that's something you can't do in L.A. So it's like this sort of weird anomaly that I've been sort of participating in since I've been home has been going out to eat. And then even I have a small sort of uh, sense of anxiety creeping in because you just don't know who's going to be sitting next to you. And uh, so, yeah, it is night and day because back in L.A., there's lines just to go to the store. Everything is pretty much locked down. And here it's as if COVID is cured. No one is wearing masks for the most part. Uh, there's tons of traffic. Um, so yeah, it is kind of, the disparity is, is quite noticeable, uh, to say the least. Yes. That, that's the thing though, right? It's the traffic. You're like, okay, well, I remember yeah. March, April, May, when you could just go and, and, and cut traffic time by half, but it seems like that's not the way, uh, that it was. And you know what? No. It would be kind of, uh, nice to have that privilege when you're making that, that that journey to St. Pete to the trip and then instead of having it be an hour and a half you'd be there in 35 40 minutes but 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 we don't get to do that uh but let's focus on the trap here now that we're talking about traffic time uh I think we're going to jump around a few different topics today uh Kevin and and uh you know of course we can take the poker betting maybe later on after, Mm -hmm. after after the recording but uh uh, tell me about the stadium situation. What do you think? We, we've asked everybody that's been on Ramblin' Race what they mm-hmm. think the best case scenario, worst case scenario would be. What in your uh, head as a, as a race fan, as a, as a Tampa uh, born and raised man, what do you think is the best case scenario for that stadium situation? I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an optimist at heart. And I would love to see the Rays and the city of Tampa sort of sit down and really, really hash out a plan for a stadium uh, that is ideal for everyone. And when I mean ideal for everyone, I mean centrally located. And these are studies that have transpired, you know, from the team, from sort of outside sources that a centrally located ballpark is really the best case scenario. And would I love to see something preferably in Ybor? Yes. I would love to see something sort of recognize the cultural heritage of of Tampa um, because believe it or not, baseball has a huge impact on this community, you know, for, for years and years, um, you know, and I would love to see something, like the Rays come together with the city and sort of uh, sort of honor that 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 lineage, that history that that Tampa and baseball has. Um, but at the same time, I don't want this team to leave the community. And if it's them doing uh, a half and half for a few years in Montreal, as much as that pains me to to say, then 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 so be it. But I don't want the Tampa Bay to leave the end of the race. I want the Tampa Bay race. I don't want the Nashville race or, you know, the Las Vegas race. I want the Tampa Bay race because it's a team that for me has really, really, uh, uh, has really galvanized a community for baseball. I mean, I mean, you guys know this more than me, the numbers are there in terms of viewing, you know, in terms of the TV viewing and the radio, uh, but in terms of people going to the ballpark, that's another thing. I mean, people just for some reason or another just don't go. Um, 
And, you know, and, and at the same time, we're in Florida and I know the weather is terrible for the most part in the summer. Like it rains every day. And I, I mean, would I like to see something like a retractable roof? Yes. That has to be in the, and in, in sort of in the foreground of, of their plans. But, you know, I, I also believe too, that, you know, I know the trop is not the best right now. It's not the best scenario, but it's the best we have right now. And so as long as they're here and as long as they're going to honor that, that lease and that agreement, uh, and hopefully come to some sort of, you know, accord with, you know, with these, the cities and the municipalities and the leaders too, the leaders have to step up. And I know they right. have more pressing matters, of course, right now, you know, there's so many more pressing matters. So, uh, but yeah, you know, um, you know, it's something that I would love to see, you know, a new stadium in, in this city, because I think we deserve it too at the same time, you know. And Rainey, that's a great point. And by the way, I should send that answer to everyone, to Stu, the county and city <laughs> leaders, because I think that is a very solid, well-drawn-out answer. My question is this, even though you no longer live in the Tampa Bay community or the city of Tampa, would you, if you were a resident, be okay with the city or county paying for or subsidizing half of the cost for, say, an $800 million to a billion dollar stadium? Or do you believe, no, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays need to take on 80, 90% of the cost of this yeah. thing? Like how much would you be willing to fork over uh, to make sure the Rays remain or go to Ybor City or uh, near the Hard Rock Casino, whatever it may be? Right. That's a very good question, Kevin. And it's something I, I tussle with a lot because I don't believe that, you know, we as a community should pay for sports stadiums because I think, unfortunately, the Glazers and Raymond James left a very sour taste in, the, in, in our mouths um, because it's something that my father talks about all the time, how the city basically gave away that stadium to the Glazers. They basically pay nothing, pay nothing. And then on top of that, they have the audacity to charge USF to use that stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And so at the same time, will I, if it's, I boil down to this. If we have a decision, if the Rays are going to leave, I guess it's something that I'm sure you, you pose to a lot of your guests and, and questions that are a question you pose a lot of, you know, to people. Would you rather have the Rays lose or would you rather pay a little bit in order for a stadium to be built. And of course that's the latter. I will pay whatever uh, out of my pocket, um, you know, that the city believes uh, feasible um, for a stadium to be built. And, but uh, wholeheartedly, I know there's some duality to that, to that answer and contradictions, but it's something I deal with too. I don't believe that billionaire owners uh, or the community should be paying for stadiums. I think billionaire owners should pay. And I know I live in LA and I know something that the LA Rams owner, Paid, paid for that stadium himself. Not a dime was paid for by the city, I believe. Um, you can check me on that, but I'm, I'm almost certain that the city paid nothing um, for that $4 billion monstrosity that they built out in Inglewood. So, well, um, but, but Rini, what, what are you going to say to Stu Sternberg, who's always crying <laughs> poverty? Yeah. I mean, what are you going to say to yeah. Paul? Stu? I mean, he's always saying he just uh, doesn't have the money, Rini. What are you going to say to Stu? I know. I would say to Stu to um, maybe 
him and I can perhaps go halvesies on a condo. So I can live here half the time and he can live here half the time. I mean, I think I visit Tampa more than he does. And he's an owner of our, of one of our most, you know, loved franchises. So I think he needs to spend a little more time here and, and sort of understand the dynamics of this community. It's not New York city. This is, you know, at the heart of this region is a very working class community. And we don't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, huge corporations here just yet. And I, I know that might be changing. And, um, you know, our tax bracket is vastly different from other big cities. You know, we don't pay state income tax here in Florida. And right. so I think these are just sort of dynamics that Stu unfortunately forgets. And, um, you know, to a certain extent too, a lot of people in the national media cries like, you know, we deserve to lose this team, but, you know, they fail to to recognize that we are in a, we're in a region that is so so unique and 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 it's and it's very complex to to sort of go through the nuances of it all but you know Stu can sort of articulate that to his owners uh the other owners in MLB but to us we know you know he's just preaching to the choir to to use a a cliche so I actually, uh, I can confirm that Stu is poor. I saw him at Amscot the other day. So, you know, I guess he's living up to that or whatever. He's putting on some type of facade, I guess. Look, I think with his condo too, he's definitely not staying there. He's renting it out to his son or <laughs> yeah. somebody else. He's Airbnb in that thing over there. Look, and it shouldn't be that hard. Like the Rays are creative and they do some things in the community. Like you would think you'd build up enough goodwill to call up the public CEO and say, Hey, give us a hundred million dollars. We'll call it Publix park and slap it in Ebor city. Like you should be able to generate that type of private investment and help from that perspective. The other thing too is Rennie, you make a good point about working class and the people that have the money in the Bay area for the most part, this might be different COVID, but no fans are even allowed to the games is a lot of the snowbirds that have money. They go back up to, Michigan or New York or wherever they were before. And, you know, there's a lot tied into that as well. So, okay, we'll continue this discussion with Rini, but are you ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. Also, the NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer and clearer. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. A game I am looking at closely, of course, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Detroit Lions game, I believe Christmas Day at 1 p.m., the Bucks are favored by 10 in that game. There's a bunch of other lines as well at betonline.ag that you can throw a couple or more than a couple green Skittles at. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action like we do. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, speaking of stadiums, Ulysses, you or God, Freudian slip there. 
Rainy. Well, Ulysses, I know you've been <laughs> at these stadiums or one of these stadiums, but I wanted to ask you, yeah. Rainy, uh, mm-hmm. living in LA, have you gotten the opportunity to take in an Angels game or a Dodgers game live and what that experience has been like possibly compared to the drop? Yeah, I have taken a couple of Dodgers games um, in. Um, and I should say I have gone to Dodgers games with my Rays hat. Thank you very much. Um, because it is uh, something that it, it's like you are baptized by fire uh, going to a Dodgers game. It is very intense. <laughs> um, even for a regular, you know, I went on a Wednesday night and I mean, the ballpark was jamming. Um, They were playing the Cardinals and uh, it was just a fun atmosphere. You know, it's outside, it's an old stadium, but they really just put so much, you know, money into uh, keeping it up, you know, and the, it's out, you know, of course being outside, you're overlooked, you know, Chavez Ravine and the mountains. And uh, it's really a a sight, you know, and, and me as a student of history, there's a lot of, complex history to that property um as well but um you know for the most part going to dodgers game is a lot of fun people are they bleed uh blue uh and and that team is really the heart and soul aside from the lakers you know it is really a dodgers and lakers town The, the angels are just a complete forgotten team um way up in mickey mouse land and anaheim that no one <laughs> just cares about and it's sad because you have the base the best baseball player arguably in the game playing for that team and one of my favorite managers now managing that team and joe madden of course uh and no one seems to care and it's and it's you know it's it's weird because uh that team until recently you know um until the dodgers you know, became, uh, you know, a preeminent sort of national league team. The angels were really a, a really solid team throughout, you know, the early uh, millennium. Um, and now they're just falling on really, really hard times. And I don't know what to, I don't know what they're going to do what their future holds, but you know, they have Joe Madden now. So perhaps things are looking up for them once again. Well, you know, talking about that Dodger blue, that blue wave over there uh, and, and, and how they feel the game, you had obviously the the chance to to see the Rays and, and the Dodgers go at it. Obviously not yeah. in LA, but how was the atmosphere? I mean, it, I don't know if you went to bars or if you just go down the street and you can walk where you are. But did the town feel sure. different? Was everybody talking about it? Did you ever see any Rays jerseys, jerseys, hats, uh, memorabilia <laughs> anywhere? Like, what was that type of atmosphere? How you lived the the the, the World Series? um this this year uh, it was quite the scene to say the least because not only did you have the dodgers uh in the world series and then and making a long run in the playoffs, but you also had the lakers in the finals so the the city was definitely bustling with with this sort of energy for the sports teams um and uh but I was the only one wearing a race hat, of course, you know, everyone was wearing their Dodgers hats. I mean, everywhere. And, you know, I was proud to wear my race hats when I went on my runs and I got some hoots and hollers every now and again about you're going down, you're going down. I'm like, okay. Was that because you you were wearing a race hat or you weren't wearing a mask when you were running? You know, (laughs) I was definitely wearing a, I was wearing a mask. People were wearing their mask out in LA because it's actually a city law. You have to wear even outside. Uh, 
Yeah. I, so, I heard that. Um, I heard that Clayton Kershaw, if you're not wearing a mask and you're walking outside that Clayton Kershaw actually pelts baseballs at you. <laughs> oh, He's throwing your curve balls, fastballs, and tries to knock your, he, your footing off. If he pelted a baseball at me, I would catch it. I, I still have my reflexes. I promise there you. you. Go. There yeah. we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was quite, it was, it was, it was quite enjoyable just to see our hometown team in sort of the center of the baseball world. And, uh, it was a lot of fun for me because obviously we haven't experienced this type of run since 08. And, uh, I just had a ball. I mean, I, I, in fact, it was such a great sort of escape really, um, with, you know, what, what, what was happening around the world. And for me, as someone who's, you know, whose really first love obviously is film and music, you know, baseball and sports in general has been this great distraction for me this year. And I've really been sort of eyeing it. And I was sort of didn't miss an inning when the playoffs began. I really didn't miss an inning. And it was such a great sort of experience to see this, this, my hometown team go this far and to, to take down the Yankees and to take down the cheating Astros and to take it to game six with the Dodgers, which is basically the West coast Yankees now. And, you know, to have that experience and to see it. So in a tangible way, it was, I had a ball. I mean, of course the outcome, we all wish it would have been a little different, but to see them go this far, it was, it, it was something I would never forget, you know? You you bring about every inning, watching every inning, being on the edge of your seat. And, and of course, you brought out game six. This is now a mandatory question we have to ask <laughs> on every rambling race, uh, uh, you know, episode is let's go back to game six. Let's let's yes. put our, our, our fan hat on. What was your reaction when Kevin Cash came out of that dugout during game six to take out Snell? What was your reaction then? And has mm -hmm. it changed after three months, do you still feel the same way that you did when he took him out or have you pondered and changed your opinion? Yes. That's a great question. Uh, Willie. it, it's something at the moment. I remember I was like, no, why, why is he doing this? But then, you know, after I settled from that immediate reaction, I was quite okay with it just because this is something that they've always done with, with Snell, you know, the third time with, with batters, third time, I was quite fine with it. However, I was not fine with the decision of, you know, I would have, me personally, I like Thompson in that situation a lot better. Um, okay. That's just me. That is just me. Um, you know, but Snell was just completely on fire. I mean, he was just completely on fire. He was on another world. He was literally the best pitcher on the planet. I mean, but at the same time, there's at the same time, we have seen him just explode, you know, in innings, just completely explode. And of course, Mookie Betts was up and, you know, third time with Mookie Betts, is it playing with, with house money perhaps, but I think I would have just rolled with that money, you know, at the same time, it, it was just, we see what happened. It's so easy for us to react because we know what happened, but we really yeah. don't know what have happened. If Snell would have stayed in or having someone else come in um, because, you know, as we know, Anderson clearly did not have it the past two and a half weeks, like mm -hmm. did not have it. And to put him in again in that situation, I think there were just, 
I think they were just hoping. Uh, but of course, they're also playing with their they 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 have the the research, they have the numbers. Like Anderson does well at this particular moment and with this particular batter, and they're just playing with those numbers. And unfortunately, it didn't go in our favor. But you know, of course, the nat- the national media just exploded. Like Kevin yeah. Cash is the worst manager. He should someone should be fired. But I never thought that for a second. You know, clearly he knows his team. He knows them well, and. It just didn't work out, you know, and then that's that's unfortunate for us, you know, as fans, because we like to gripe and, and love to play the what if game, but we just don't know. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's tough to manage a one oh ball game and everything that was involved with that situation. Yeah. Um, also, I, I heard it was in Blake Snell's contract that in the World Series that after five innings, he was allowed <laughs> to play video games. So I think the video <laughs> games were calling it the video games, Chipotle, Starbucks. No, I. Boss, I don't want to pitch the sixth inning. It's video game time. Come on, let me get at it. I got to get to my tournament. Looking back um, and and talking about this, of course, very, very memorable Rays season in 2020. Did you have a favorite memory from the regular season, postseason? A lot of things happened this year. Is there one that really sticks out to you? Gosh, Kevin, there are so many moments uh, that stood out for me. But of course... I would not be remiss to to mention the the most significant moment for me has to be that 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 game four um, that occurred, and that is something I would will always remember. You know, I still we were my fiance and I were driving to uh, her friend's house for a barbecue, and I still remember having my phone in my hand watching it on TV. Uh, when of course uh, I see, you know, we tied it up um, <laughs> with Brandon Lau's home run. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe what just happened. And then we get to the place and of course some of the, the guests are Dodgers fans. So they have the game on with their Dodgers hats and I'm just shutting my mouth because they're, they're kind of talking smack Wait, to me like, oh, we're, we're going to win up. this game. We're going to win this game. Yes. Are you are you wearing any any Tampa Bay Rays uh you know jersey had or, or are you just going incognito? I'm going incognito. They know who I am. They know okay. where I'm from, and so you know. And 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 I should say it's playful. It was a playful trash talking. You know, okay, because there we're friends. So I like that. You know, we 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 see that we see what happened. Uh, you know, the the Dodgers take the lead, and then of course, uh, the unthinkable happened you know we somehow tie it up with that base hit and then somehow the dodgers want to play bad news bears with us and the <laughs> ball goes all over the place and then Arena st- takes home and he has that beautiful smile of his just smiling i can't believe what just happened and we win that game and for me i would always remember that moment like forever and to me, it's one of the, to me, it is the defining moment of Rays baseball to a T. Um, uh, and something I'll always remember. And it was one of, to me, the, the best highlight of, of the season by, by far, you know. Yeah, you mentioned bad news bears. Something tells me Chris Taylor, Max Muncy, Will Smith, they're pulling a little uh, <laughs> Pete Rose action if you, get, if you catch my drift there. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably the other oh, yeah. way around. Yeah. They had a lot of uh, green skittles on that game, not uh, in their favor, I guess. Ulysses, we we've made this known. Although I will reluctantly bring it up again, the fact that I didn't watch Game Four or I missed the most important moments 
of game four because I was at a wedding that night and I tried yeah. to oh, rush yeah. to get home. And alas, no, I, I did not watch the moment live, unfortunately. And oh, man. For it. Look, I, I like just really recapping his own point of view just gave me chills <laughs> again. That that's that's how you know when a moment really means a lot. Like you just hear somebody yes. else tell it, and it just it just brings you back to your emotions. It's kind of like listening to a song that you once heard in a, in a different town that you're you haven't gone in, in in however long, or you were with somebody else or uh, different friends, and it just transports you back. That song just hits you in, in a right way. Same thing with Game Four. It just brings you. It's like a time machine. It's really powerful. Okay, that wraps up part one of our conversation with Rini. We'll have part two dropping tomorrow. As a reminder, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash unfiltered for more content from us. Also, the holidays are about giving, so I'm going to give you another hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked on Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked on Bets today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you for the last time in 2020 tomorrow.